Huh? It's in an awkward face right now. Yeah, <laughs> Good morning. Welcome to church. Happy Easter. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. You can get involved by going to our chat line, YouTube chat line, and I can respond to your questions and comments, all right? Happy Easter, everybody. Happy Easter. So, the beer coming out. <laughs> Esteban told me I look like. What did you tell me I look like? Like uh, your girlfriend just broke up. the mic. <laughs> Speaking the mic. Speaking the mic for me. Uh, like your girlfriend just broke up with you. Yeah, he said, look like my. <laughs> look like that. <laughs> the beer going up. The thing about it, it's hard growing it too, in that it itches and. Not used to it. Yeah, you, you got to wait, all that rough black hair come out. <laughs> And then, like, I woke up one night, I was, like, scratching. But I'm, I'm just seeing, maybe, I don't know. I can tell my jaws look fatter. <laughs> but we'll see. See what happens. Anyway, happy Easter, everybody. I'm glad you're all here. I know we're having a little Easter gathering right after the church, so I'm going to try to end on time today so you have a little time to hang out, all right? Um, I appreciate Cheryl and Ermans and everybody putting that together and all of you who brought stuff. I, um, my uh, biblical question this week, we're going to talk about Christ and what this whole thing means. It's very important. But my biblical question this week was, do you love all people? Where's Esteban? Tell me to come back. Oh, Esteban, you're a little Christian. Do you love all people? No, I don't. <laughs> and how, well, why not? Um, because I feel like some people can still get to me. And, uh, and that's, I guess, not loving them if they can still get to me. So you don't love them because they can get to you? Yeah. Do you love the ones that cannot get to you? Uh, I think so. I think I do. Amazing. Who don't love all people? Wow, interesting. The young lady in the glasses. Um, it's good to see you again. You too. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. Do you love all people? Yes. I you do. love all people. I do. I have time. I have moments where I don't, but I do. <laughs> At moments you don't. Yeah. Oh, okay. So can you love them sometimes and don't love them other at, at other times? Yes. Really? Yeah. Amazing. Uh, I'll come back to you. Okay. How's that possible? Well, it's not like people that I I'm close with, not like family, friends, just like, you know, people I deal with on a day-to-day basis, like coworkers, for instance. You don't love them. At some days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that. I really do. Uh, who else said they don't love all people? Oh, right here, young man. You do not love all people. No, I do not. And why not? Uh because last week when the question was originally asked, someone brought up the interesting point of not loving themselves. And I find it a lot easier loving other people because I can forgive them, but I still haven't been able to forgive myself for the things I've done. It's oh, easy haven't? not to judge other people because I know the things that I've done, so I can't point the finger at anybody, but I can still blame myself. So you don't love yourself? I guess not. No, oh. not yet. Amazing. Are you a Christian? I am. You're a Christian, okay. This young lady in the blue, you, do you love all people? Yes. You do love all people? Yeah. Oh, good. 
Are you a Christian? Yes. Okay. Uh, Cheryl, Cheryl had her hand. Right. I know you said you didn't. That's the problem. <laughs> you do not love all people. No. And you're a Christian? I believe I believe in God. I believe in Christ. But I, I hesitate to say I'm a Christian because I don't always do the right thing. You believe in God and you believe in what? Jesus. You Christ. believe in God and Jesus, but you can't say you're a Christian. I can, but then I shouldn't really, I should be able to love all people then. You should? Why well, do you say that? Uh, because I, I think that's the, the thing, the right thing to do. And I don't mean love by, I think when people say you should love everybody, I think people have a concept like, or it seems like we have a concept. Who is we? That's true. Maybe I think in my head when I Maybe. say. Maybe. <laughs> okay, when I say <laughs> or when I think love all people, it's like that kind of like, oh, I love you and this and that. But it, it really shouldn't be that. It should be I should be able to be honest with them how no matter what. Sh- how do you know it shouldn't be that? Uh, because real love is being honest with people, being able to be honest with people no matter what and not like saying, well, they won't like me if I say this or not having the hate behind like your words or your, or being with you. So you have hate behind your words? Well, or judgment. You have judgment behind your words, but you love Jesus and God. Well, maybe I don't. No, I I don't want to make you doubt me. You love Jesus and God. I believe in Jesus and I believe in God. Did you say you love Jesus and God? I don't think I said that at first. I said I think I believe. Oh, you say you believe in Jesus. So you have uh, hate in your words, but you love judgment in your words, but you love, you believe in Jesus and God. Yeah, I think so. You're not sure? Well, like I said, if I did, then um, I shouldn't have the judgment behind my words. Do you? Yes, I have. I have you judgment. believe in them. It's not a yes. test. It's a fellowship. Relax. Yes, but the thing really, is. No wrong answer. Fellowshipping. But the, right. But the, right. Yeah. So relax. Okay. But relax. the thing is, I know, but Get the thing black. is, I should. Smoke a joint. <laughs> Smoke on it. Okay. <laughs> but it's, it's like I should not have judgment when I speak up. Instead, you know, like it shouldn't be. I shouldn't. I should be able just to say it because I. I shouldn't have any gu- gu- guile. Is it guile? Guile behind it. Who is that? <laughs> you know, like malice behind it. Oh, okay. It should just be like boom. But you believe done. in God and Jesus. Yes. Okay. And you have malice behind your words. Sometimes judgment. But you believe in God and Jesus. Y- yes. I can't hear you. It's yes. not a test. Okay. But you guys, really, really, just I'm, like kick back. But it's almost like you're like, okay, you do, bam, no, you don't. No, uh, no. I'm just asking, really. Okay. We're fellowshipping. Yeah. All right, right here. Nobody else on that line, right, right here. You said you do not love all people. Happy Easter, Jesse, and Happy everyone Easter. else. I like what you're um, trying to grow out. Oh, that's you amazing. can also always fill it out, like I fill in my my brows. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I might look <laughs> a little strange, but no. Um, so yeah, I'm no you Martha Washington. Now, huh? I'm sorry. Oh no, you still have it. 
<laughs> your nose ring. Yeah, no, it's not coming out. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> but, no, I, I don't love everybody. And I... Are you a Christian? Sometimes. I mean, I would say, like, <laughs> Jesus is my homeboy, right? All right. Um, but I don't always feel it. But my thing is, I don't feel what hate. What do your homeboy think about this? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm not sure. I, I haven't um, done the silent prayer, so I'm, I'm not sure what his response would be. But, yeah. but you don't um, love all people. No, I don't. But I don't hate coworkers or family. <clears throat> I think there's things that you can do to, like, invoke goodness and, and bring out, you know, or call forth like God in your life. And I think that there's a flip side to that. There's people that don't have any God within themselves. Um, you know, they <clears throat> like people involved like in child sex trafficking or the um, Islamist, excuse me, extremist who um, killed a bunch of Christian um, Christians oh, yeah. today in Sri Lanka. Last night, right? Well, today. They're morning, yeah. Today, our time. Yeah. Yeah. Just things That's like horrible. that or, you know. How many people did over 200 yeah, people dead. Just, Suicide bombing. Just things like that, or, or people who Allah can... Allah Well, that, that's how you might look if you grow out that beard too much. You're going to look like a chocolate-dipped like Osama bin Laden. I know. <laughs> I mean, like, my friend here. But in terms of people that I come into contact with, no, I, I don't hate them, but things that I, I've seen on the Internet, Sherry, um, I'm sorry, stories that have been shared or pictures that I've seen of people, you know, hacking other people to bits... You know, just for like the sheer pleasure of it. It's like I, I don't think that I, I don't, I know I don't love them because oh, yeah. I don't see, you know, that connection that you know that people of, of some faith, you know, that that there is like a connection there, like goodness. Very interesting. Yeah. And right, did you say you don't love all people? Right. And is this your first time? First time, yeah. What's your name? Andy. Andy, welcome. Thank you. And how did you hear about us? Uh, your YouTube videos. Oh, right on. You do not love all people? No. Are you a Christian? No. Oh, okay. Well, you can hate everybody. And <laughs> how do you feel about yourself? Um, I think I have, like, a lot more room to grow. I can't hear you. I have a lot more room to grow. A lot what? Room to grow. Oh, yeah. And how do you know you hate all people? I mean, you don't love all people. Well, I feel like I can't love everybody, like, just indiscriminately. If I have to love someone, that means I have to know them, and I don't have time to, like, know everybody. You don't have time to know everybody? No. Are you busy? Try to stay busy, yeah. (laughs) Do you love yourself? Not as much as I could. How old are you? Uh, 31. Oh, you are? I thought you were younger. Not that that's old. But why don't you love yourself? Um, it's kind of complicated. It's complicated? Yeah. To love yourself? No, the reason why I don't love myself as much as I could, it's complicated. Oh. And what com- uh, what's complicated about it? Um, I, I just kind of had like a shitty upbringing. A what? A bad upbringing. We all did. Welcome aboard. <laughs> Let me ask, um... So today is Easter, right? What does it mean to you today? Mm. I don't know. I thought I thought it could be like a, uh, an opportunity to get closer to God. You want to? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. We'll show you how. It's easy. 
What do you think about Christians who say they don't love everyone? When you hear that, being a non-Christian, what do you think about that? About Christians who say that they don't love everyone? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's kind of hard to, like, love everyone just if you don't know them. So you're okay with Christians not loving everybody, too? You don't expect them to love everyone? Uh, like she was saying, like, regarding, like, the Islamist extremists, like, I don't think, how can you love somebody like that? You say, how can you? Yeah. Love someone that would blow up other people? Yeah. Uh, that's a good question. We'll get to that. Really good question. Um, anything you want to ask me about or anything? Uh, no. Okay. If, if so, raise your hand. Let me know. All right. The young man in white sweater, did you, sweater, did you say you love everybody? Um, do I love everybody? I would say um, I don't hate every, anyone. I'm I would sorry? Say that. I would say I don't hate. Do um, you love everybody? Yes. You do love everybody? Yes. Amazing. You love Allah u Abba? Even him. <laughs> yeah. This your first time here? This is my second time. Oh, you were here last time here? Um, probably a month ago. Oh, my yeah. okay. All black people look alike. It's so hard to say. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm playing. Yeah. I'm glad you're here, man. Thank you. Joey, you love everybody? This should be interesting. <laughs> yes. You, what? Yes. Oh, you do? Yeah. Amazing. Over here, I didn't ask, who over here don't love everybody? The young lady right here. And, then, and Ed. Who Ed? You don't love everybody? Well, I'm going to answer with a question. Is it possible to love somebody and be completely irritated by them? Do you love everybody? <laughs> I'm not there yet. You're not where? At that point yet, where I love everybody. Do you love everybody? No. Oh, okay. Amazing. Ed, did I see your hand? Yeah, you did. Oh, amazing. Do you love everybody? No. Um, the, the problem comes with the word love. What? Love. I, I have more than one definition for love. Did you yeah. say, no, you do not love I everybody? I do not, right. Oh, okay. Because it, it isn't the same thing towards everybody. I, I can call it love, right? You love towards your children and all that. But then all of a sudden you find out that's the wrong kind of love. And those are the things that keep cropping up in my life. Oh, okay. So I can love a stranger, <laughs> But you're, I think you're supposed to have the same kind of love towards everyone, and that's definitely not the case with me. Interesting. There's so an emotion this is, involved. Um, today is Easter. What does it mean to you today? Um, I'm not that deep about Easter. I mean, um, I think Christ was a good example to us, and that's how I see it. You follow what he did. and uh, What kind of example was he? Uh, a good example. I mean, what was it, a good example? Well, he, he, what he did got him a pretty cool position. At the end of it all, <laughs> he won. That's how you win. He won what? Eternal life, sits at the right hand of the Father, heaven, all those kinds of things. Uh, <laughs> those, are, those are pretty That's cool things amazing. to win. You know, Your wife I, know you think this way? Uh, I, she'd have to ask me first. <laughs> no, I'm messing with you. The young lady next to you, you love everyone? At first I was going to say no, but then after listening to everyone's responses about... Um, 
you know, loving people, I would say that I do because it's about acceptance and forgiveness. Accepting what? Accepting people for who they are and where they are on their path. So you love everybody. I would say Is this your first time here? Yes. What's your name? Molly. Molly? Yes. Nice name. Thank you. Uh, How did you hear about us? This guy. Oh, that's your boyfriend? Nope. Your husband? We're just friends. Oh, good. (laughs) Keep it that way. Okay. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Any questions for me? Nope. All right. Excited to be here. Thank you. Right on. Uh, you love everybody? I'm glad you brought Molly. Thank you. Mind. Yeah. No. You don't. Are you a Christian? I always thought I was till I came across you. <laughs> <laughs> and what made you think you were not after you came across me? Because you said that when you got saved, God put, as I understand it, a covering over you. Yeah. And temptations may come, but you're covered. Right. And uh, It's like an invisible bubble or something. And I think that's incredible. Yeah, it is. So maybe I was like all those Christians that said they were Christians, but they weren't. Amazing. Yeah. Um, so can I love if I'm not saved? Can you love? Mm-hmm. I'll tell you in a minute. Thank you. Yeah. And I'll answer your question, too, in a minute. Are you a Christian? Me? Yeah, did I ask you that? The one that you get irritated about everybody. Yes, I want to say yes. You want to say you are a yes, Christian? Yes. Why do you want to say yes? Because I strive to be. Um, you strive to be a Christian? Yes. By doing what? By um, accepting people, forgiveness. But you don't. They irritate you. Well, some do. Some do. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I can think of like one person that really irritates me, and it's, <laughs> it's hard for me to... You know, say I love them, but um, okay, Christine, you love everybody. All people, yes, right here. You Thank you for asking, Jesse. For sure. <laughs> What's that? You sound all self assured. No, I do, Jesse, because I've thought about this. Yeah, I haven't always thought this way. I always haven't been this way, and if I can add these Muslims that are blowing people up, they can't help it. You love the you love the Allah. Abba I people? do, I do, because they can't help who they are. They can't help. So it. when you look at the news and you see them blowing up, people like, you know what? That's bad, but I love you. Yes. Amazing. Yes. Okay. And you're a Christian. I am a Christian. Irma, you love all people. <laughs> this is so good. What? What's your answer? Yeah. All right, for the side, I mean, I know it's a liberal world, but I tend to, I think I'm tolerant of everyone, but I don't know that I love everybody. Do you love all people? <clears throat> I don't think so. Do you love all people? No. Uh, <laughs> yes, sir. like, yes. Uh, right here. Hermes, what does today mean to you? This is Easter. It means hope and, I don't know, it feels like a new beginning. Today, me hope and a new beginning. Yeah, that's what I think How of. Is that? Kind of like that's what I think of the resurrection. It just has that feel, like you know, Christ what's that rose. A new be- beginning. Christ rose from the dead. And so, what's the new beginning? It's like you have a chance to be reborn. You know, to be what? Reborn. So today, you think you're going to be reborn? <laughs> it's very funny, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> Why yesterday you were not reborn? I don't know. Today, no hope. just. I mean, today, just because it's recognized as that day that Christ was born again or rose from the dead. So you feel like you're going to be reborn today? No, you said, what does this day mean to me? That's kind of what I think of it as. As though you might be reborn? 
<laughs> whatever. <laughs> so what? No, that's it. Oh, I, can't, I can't hear you. Do I? I mean, I think every day you can be, there's a chance know, to be reborn feel like every because day. Because it's Easter, you might be reborn today? But I just, no, I feel like it's, that's what the day represents is what, Re, Christ, what Christ did for us, you know, to save us from our sins. And so today you might be reborn? Sure, why not? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Is this fun? Know thyself. That's what it's all about. Yes. So you, I, do you love everybody? I, I would say yes. And the reason I see it for myself is that I see that there's a distinction between people's behavior and a person as an individual. So I love them as an individual. However, um, I don't necessarily agree or I may agree or disagree with the person's behavior. So where I, I, I'm able to look at somebody, still love them, but look at their behavior and say it's right or wrong. So you love all people? Yes. And we'll just, oh, thank you for the gift. Oh, okay. Can I show it? Sure. But don't try to steal it, folks. <laughs> she gave me a gift today, and it's a, a corn with a great white hope on it. <laughs> <laughs> so this is really valuable, and I'm going to keep it in my pocket. So it's not an Easter egg. So somebody pick it up. Oh, I thought it was an egg. Isn't that nice? Thank you. I'm going to keep it until I become president. <laughs> so you love all people. Yes. And so what does this day mean to you, Easter? Well, I think, uh, you know, it's a day of rebirth. I think that it's a reminder. It's kind of maybe we live life every day kind of. What do you mean a, by a day of rebirth? Like a, a day of uh well, we live every day kind of just in our day-to-day. And on a day like this kind of gives us a chance to stop and ask, you know, get us out of the, you know, that fallen state and gets, gets us to ask a little bit about what um, Jesus represents in this day. And, you know, by him dying and then uh, uh, coming, uh, uh, resurrecting three days later, um, he shows that, in every moment, there's a new beginning, that there's a new opportunity. And, you know, from my understanding, if you repent and you forgive, you get to the place of rebirth. And so... So you think that's going to happen to you today? I don't think it's going to happen today, but the idea is something that... It can happen in any moment. It can happen yesterday. It can happen now. It can happen right. tomorrow. But I think that by by having this day of recognition... Those that don't remember or don't are not present to that idea, it gives an opportunity to like bring this idea present to them. Amazing. So I'll ask one more person, then I want to move forward. Uh, what does this mean to you, Moy? I mean, do you love all people? No. You don't love all people. No. Are you a Christian? Yes. And why don't you love all people? No comment. what does this day mean to you Easter day it means there was um, um, it it was a gift given by God to um, save us from our sinful um, vengeful attitudes did he save you no he didn't save you no he left you out yes amazing alright we're good (laughs) (laughs) I think of Easter as a time to find to hide and find AIDS. <laughs> that used to be so much fun growing up. Remember those days? Nobody remember that? Did y'all do that growing up? 
we would go to church and while we were in church having service, the people would go out and they would color their eggs and they would hide them. And I couldn't wait for church to be over. I'm like, hurry up and say amen. So I could go find eggs. Remember those days? Do they still do that? I wish Stephanie was here. She used to hide eggs for us. They still do it? Okay. Um, Frankie, what does this day mean to you, Easter Day? And the reason I'm asking because we are fellowshipping, and I don't want you to just wait for the preacher to give you the answers. You got to know that you know that you know that you know. All right? Otherwise, it'd just be intellectual knowledge. What does this, do you love all people? I do. Oh, okay. What does, and are you a Christian? I am. What does this day mean to you? This is a symbolic day for me. This is a resurrection day, the day that, you know, he, he died and came back. He died and, and came back? Yes. Where is he now? He's right here. I rest my case. Uh, Mary, what does it mean to you? Oh, first, right, wait for the mic. This is so good. You, do you love all people? Let me know. <laughs> you got to make a face like that. No, no. You do not love all people? No. Are you a Christian? I am. You are. And what does this day mean to you? Well, this day means to me that, um, you know, I, I kind of realized this morning that it means Christ, he, he went to the grave because he was hated, but his father resurrected him and he gave, forgave all the people. He said, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. So that was really important to me on this morning because I realized all the people, you know, you just go by the wayside and say, eh, eh, I'm done with you. You can't do that. You have to just care about people enough to just include them, but you still don't have to be in control by them. You know, you just do the right thing. And so you said, God, forgive me. I know not what I'm doing. I don't love all people this morning. Yeah, I did. You said that? Yeah. And and what do you say? Well, it just seems like I got a clearance on that, so now I can do better by people. Do better how? Just not nix people off and feel like they're not good and amazing. That kind of thing. Any question? Oh, yeah, sure. This is so interesting. And then I got to tell you this because Jeremiah said you got to end at 1230. That's Irma's son, and Irma don't love everybody. No wonder he's so mean. <laughs> <laughs> like father, like son. <laughs> yes. Would would loving people okay? Is love the absence of hate? So as long as you don't hate anyone, right. not that you don't judge them, not that you don't see that they're not wrong, but you don't hate them. You judge them, but don't hate them. Well, not that you don't see that they're not wrong. Right. I shouldn't say judge. You you see if they do something wrong, but you don't hate them. That's a question. No. Misjudgmental. Yes, misjudgmental. You're right. Um, that's mis. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, that's what I, I'm thinking. Love is the absence of hate. Amazing. Victoria, you love all people. No. 
I'm sorry? No. Are you a Christian? That's to be determined. By who? I'm still <laughs> I'm still sorting out my faith. You're I sorting it out? Mm-hmm. Is this the same as putting the white clothes with the colored clothes <laughs> away from him? <laughs> Which one are you at now? The one you're sorting out. My mind keeps wanting to compare the story of Jesus to other things and right. compare it against other religions. Right. And that is my mind at work. It wants to look at everything before I, I decide on something. Amazing. And do you yeah. obey your mind? Yes. Yes. Uh, I'm sorry we missed the women's meeting this week. We'll make up next yeah. month. Uh, how about right next to you? You love all people? Victoria. Victoria. Your name Victoria too? Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Every time. I can't remember all people. So do you love all people, Victoria? I used to not, but you, now I do. You love all people? Yes. Is your husband here? Does she? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Are you a Christian? Yes. Oh, okay. So we, is it possible to be a Christian and not love all people? I don't think so. You don't think so? Why not? Because if you are a Christian, by definition, you should be following Christ's example, which is to love everybody, even those who crucified you. You love Allah u Abba? Yes. Amazing. Well, I don't love their God, but I love the people that believe in him. Right. You love your husband? Yes. Does he get on your nerves? Not anymore. Okay. <laughs> Well, finally. <laughs> finally. Praise Jesus. Uh, so, any, uh, James has a couple of questions online here. Yes. Do you like James' shirt? Yeah. Thank you. I was surprised that it was a, a up for conversation today on this show. I think because he dressed so white the rest of the week. Just t-shirts all the time. <laughs> So anyways, um, Jimmy is saying that he's 58, grew up in a First Baptist church, and he was always taught that Jesus was the son of God. And then later on, he was told that Jesus was God, the one of the three parts, the Trinity. Right. And he would like you to explain what you believe. He gave a super chat. Oh, I got to explain it. (laughs) Yeah, I'll come back to that. And Joshua says, what, asks, what can I do to build a relationship with my father when he is always so angry? Don't try to be a one. Just don't hate him. Just don't hate him. That's all. Let him be himself. And Mr. Deseral asks, does Easter mean to die and be reborn like we have to let the ego die so that we can live? Well, sounds like that's what Irma's going to do today as well as this young lady. So I guess so. And he says, says, Happy Easter to Bond and Jesse. All right, Happy Easter. Let me do this. Any questions for me? Oh, good. Uh, Let me see hands again. I'm sorry. Okay. Yes, Victoria. I thought you were going to pass me. No. Do you want to remind us? Okay. So I had a question that came to me this week, and I have been silent praying before you asked. Stay with it no matter what. (laughs) Um, Okay. When you said that God revealed himself to you, because, you know, you asked the question and just left it alone. Right. And then he revealed himself to you. So my my question is, can God reveal you to yourself through other people? 
meaning they say they see something in you and it may be something that you didn't see and when you hear it you just take it and don't want to like reject what they're saying or anything it's like you just take it in and it's like okay that's a good question when so i said that god revealed himself to me right yeah, you said that he asked you asked him to let you see yourself, and right. then you saw like all this darkness. Yeah, and he this... revealed what was happening with me to me. Right, yeah. He allowed me to see, mm-hmm. not that he revealed himself to me. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, I may have said that wrong. Yeah, yeah. how does he reveal yourself to I you? Like, can asked, he do it through other people? Yeah, I finally asked God to, you know, let me see myself because I've been going to church and doing all the things I was supposed to do, but I wasn't getting any better. Nothing was really changing. You know, you felt good at church. But once the service is over, you're back to the same old thing. And you might feel good during the week. You know, you can't wait until Sunday to get pumped up again. But I finally asked him, let me see myself. And that's when he allowed me to see that darkness that was in me, which is was uh, hatred, the nature of Satan. Uh, so that's the beginning. I mean, that's what really woke me up when I allowed my see. What else about that? Can oh, he also do that through other, other people? Yeah. Um, if people say that they see things in you, fine. If they don't, fine. Because a lot of people say they'll learn the truth intellectually. They'll learn about it. And then they'll go around acting like they see that in everybody, right? Oh, I see your mama in you. I see that. And so just don't take them personally. If they're right, fine. If not, fine. Because a lot of times they don't see what they think they see. And, okay, thank you. That cleared it up because I, I do feel like there are people, or just anyone in general, I honestly do believe we can see things in other people, but it's really just a reflection of us, you know, that, that we're seeing. I can't really articulate that very well today. I wasn't necessarily prepared to say all that, but I do find that the things that I point out in other people are the issues that I have with myself that I don't like. But once you're born again, what you see in others is uh, not a reflection of what's in you anymore. And I, yeah, that that is my question. So I, I want to say you may have answered it because then that isn't really God speaking to me through someone else when they're pointing something out that they see in me. Right. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I was a little confused about that and... Yeah, it yeah. came to me this week. I wasn't right on. sure about it. Victoria, Thank did you. you have your hand? Yes. The second Victoria, yes. Yes. Um, I have a question and a comment. So I saw The Fallen State, the episode with Amara La Negra. La Negra. What was her name? Amara La Negra. Amara La Negra. La Negra. <laughs> Amara La Negra. Yeah. Yes. And and uh, I know, I think she... Is her name? Amara. Amara, I think it's her the... name. La Negra. Oh, the, the black, okay. yeah, the black. Right. She like. Oh, it's, oh yeah, that's the, a new episode that went up Friday. Yeah. Oh, good. And uh, since you're going to be running for president and winning, <laughs> if you marry her, she's going to be the first lady. That'd be nice. I wouldn't want no. her to be the first lady. Oh, you don't want her to be? No. Why not? Because she's all about the Afro and the and the African. She's like an Africa Latina. But suppose she changes. If you, you don't know what someone they may change true. tomorrow or now or, or whatever. So you want her to be the first lady? I don't know. I, I was just messing with her. <laughs> later on. Yeah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, my other question is regarding to to her as well. There was some, a comment that she made um, when she was sort of hesitant to answer you questions about politics. Yes. 
And my question is, when someone has a following and it's a, a public figure or is in the entertainment industry and they refuse to give their opinion about either politics or religion, if the person is a Christian and they refuse to speak about their, their religion or their or what they not their religion, but the truth, if they right. refuse to speak the truth. Right. Because they are afraid of losing work. Because right. that's what happens to people now. They lose their their job, in, especially right. here in Hollywood. Is that a selfish reason to not stand up for the truth? Well, it all depends on the moment and the person. You know, sometimes, let's say that a person is an entertainer, but they believe in God, right? And their business is to... Um, earn a living by entertaining and, and you ask them do you believe in abortion or you believe in this or that they say well I don't want to say it may be wise for them to wait and not say because the moment they say it they're going to lose their livelihood uh, I, I've seen you know actors and entertainers that I used to like but when I found out that they were liberal or something like that I stopped listening to them and so people will turn on you once they know right and so it's all depend on the moment. The person has to see is that the right time to say it. it. May not be the right time. You know that doesn't mean that they don't believe in God. It just the moment may not be right. Some a lot of people tend to speak up before the moment is right. They just they became a Christian and all of a sudden they got to be out there because your relationship is really with God. And if you've been born again, a uh, born again of Him, He would give you the right time for all things. Look at Donald Trump. He wasn't always, uh, I guess he pretty much was kind of a tough guy, but he wasn't as upfront. That moment came out, uh, later in life. You have to wait on God, and he'll prepare the right time and the right moment. And we can't determine that for other people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I, that's one thing that we teach the uh, young men that are in our entrepreneur academy, the men, is that right now you're in business to make money. You're not in business to preach at someone. You're not in business to go out there and tell everybody, oh, you're a sinner. You're in business to make money, and you want everybody. You want your service in people, right? When God is ready for you to do it, it will happen naturally. But a lot of people tend to become holy, and all of a sudden they're out preaching and attacking, and they mess up their own livelihood by trying to be something they're not. Just wait upon God. He has the right moment for it. That makes sense? Yes, it does. Yeah. Because I was the, thinking that as Christians, they could reach out to other people and try to wake up other people by their message. But you're right. If it's not the right time, the they right won't time. touch people. That's right. Yeah. It makes God sense. God has the proper time for everything. And it's so amazing when you just walk in that time and not live the lie that Satan tells you. Yeah. All of a sudden, you're this holy one. And now you're out there preaching and attacking everyone else. And now you're turning people off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That messed up your own life. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Thank you. I was just kidding about it's the a good first question. lady. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Thank you. And then don't be so quick to judge people that don't want to answer those questions, you know? Right. Because it just might not be the right time. Uh, good question. Yes, sir. Way in the back. Hi, Jesse. Um, you love all people? Yes, but they don't make it easy. Yes, but they don't make it easy? Yeah. Do they supposed to make it easy? I wish they would. They're supposed to make it easy for you to love them? No. Do you think it's easy for God to love you? No. 
<laughs> Probably not. Won't you make it easier for God to love you? I'm working on it. I'm doing well, my best. So they are too. I guess. Uh, you're not sure. I'm sure of it. All right. I you, forget sometimes. Are you a Christian? Yeah. Why you have to think about it? I don't know. Your questions always make me think. Oh, okay. I gotta like, you know. All right. Would you raise your hand about? Go ahead. Um, I don't know. I always had problem with like uh, these, like Easter and the holy days, because to me it's like they don't really know if that was the day anyway. Who and, don't know? Like the record keepers. Oh. You know what I mean? Um, and on top of that, everybody just goes to these days. Not everybody, but not all, not all. But And it's like that one day they go, like you said, you, you would go when you were in a fallen state, you would go to church, and that day you get pumped up, you feel good, but then it starts leaving you. It's like I see people in mass just these days, Catholics especially, Orthodox Christians. They right. go these days, and then they forget about it. Right. When they pass by church, they do a cross, but then as soon as church is out of their sight, they forget about it. At what point are you trying to make about that? Mm-hmm. Uh, should we give importance to these days like the world is giving it to them, or every day should we should remember Easter and all the other good things that happen? Uh, why does it bother you what they are doing? No, I was just, I, I never could uh, relate to it, and so well, I was wondering, am I wrong for not, participating no, with you're the not same wrong. No, not at all. energy do as they do. But Easter is an important day, and I'll tell you why in a minute. But it shouldn't bother you at all what other people are doing. It was not more bothering one. about me. I was like, is something wrong with me? Is something wrong with you? Yeah, that I don't participate with the same energy as Let most people. Let me ask people. your girlfriend. Is something wrong with him? <laughs> um... I don't think so. I don't. I don't think uh, he's uh, meaning it the way that uh, he's expressing it. I think oh. it's it's just uh, he, he just feels like it. I don't know. Everybody's like you know into Easter and the Holy Week, and he just feels like he doesn't share that same, I guess, um, happiness right. that he sees no, other just people. Just be yourself, man. Don't worry yeah. about it. Yeah, be you. Because if you're doing it because someone else is doing it, then you don't know, you don't really understand it or why you're doing it. You're just a puppet on a string. But it is a fun day. Right. Lots of eggs. <laughs> yeah. we Are we to... having eggs today? Yes. That's for kids? Who said that? Amazing. Who said that? <laughs> Amazing. Now, well, I'm a big the, kid today. These are different, though. You don't do a hunt. We're going to fight with them. Don't take oh. an eye out, though, people. Who's going to fight? You and your wife? Your girlfriend? Everybody. Oh, okay. It's not like fighting like that. It's like Uh-oh. competing. Anyways, right I'll on. show people. Yes, ma'am. Did you have your hand? Right here. Then I got to say my little two set, and we'll move on. Yes. So I was watching The Fallen State on the debate of the Flat Earth, and something came to me that I just wanted to see what your thoughts were. But the claim from the flat earthers is that the earth is round and it's in a dome shape. And everything beyond earth that we see above is um, a projection. And so in that, he says, he claims that people who believe in flat earthers are most likely going to 
find God or they're going to get closer to God because in knowing that we're in a dome and that things are projected, um, we can concede that there is a creation, right? What I think, though, is I think you're getting closer to Satan under that thinking. Do you think the earth is flat or round? Um, I don't know, and I don't necessarily have an opinion whether it is or isn't. But based on the claim that he's making, that you'll become closer to God in knowing that if the earth is flat, if the, if the round, earth is flat and there's a projection oh. of the sky, and the reason why I think it's a false statement is because what he's saying is a projection is not real. It's not something real. It's an idea of something. It's a vision of something. And I think that God, in His nature and His creation, He He's reality. He's not a false idea. He's not a false image or he's not false. He's in the reality of things, in the truth of things. So the idea or the concept that we live in a world where what we see above us isn't real, it's just a projection, in my opinion, speaks to a God creating something that's false for other people to see. And in my opinion, that I don't think brings you closer to the idea of God because God isn't in what you don't, God isn't in false. God is in the truth. God is in always what is real. And when we are present in the moment, we don't seek, we seek to be present in the moment. And present in the moment is the sound, what you feel, what you're, Who what's in that Who believe the earth is flat as opposed to round? You believe it's flat? Amazing. You got a partner here. No, I, I don't think it's flat. I think if anything, I think in believing flat. In, in two seconds of that, why do you believe the earth is flat? But... We had this discussion on the fall day with two experts. One believed that it's round, and one believed that it's flat. And you believe, have you always thought it was flat? No, not always. You, at one time you thought it was round? I just went with, the, with what they taught us. With what? I went with what they taught us in school. And that was, it round. was round. Yeah. And why do you believe it's flat now? In short, I think uh, the globe idea, and that we're just an accident, is a great way to back up atheism and not believing in God and that believing that creation, everything's set a certain way, the stars are fixed. I don't know about the projection thing. I don't believe it's a projection, but that it shows there's a design and a designer versus chaos and just accidents. Amazing. Do you believe the earth is flat or round? Uh, round. You believe it's round? Why? Uh, well, my science teacher told me that, um, well, from using, like, the example of, like, this one dude in, like, this basketball game. Um, he had, like, this basketball, and he started pouring water on top of the basketball, and he's like, oh, see how, like, the water falls off the basketball? Uh, that means that uh, water would stay on it if it was flat. But then my science teacher told me that that's not true because you're talking about a tinier mass of objects considering, like, a basketball is, like, tinier and doesn't have the gravity considering Earth is a lot bigger and has a bigger mass and has a lot more gravity to hold the water. So. Amazing. There are your answers. Now, leave me alone about it. No, I'm kidding. You believe it's flat or round? Yes. I've never given it much thought. Right. And now that you're thinking about it, what do you think? I think it's round because I haven't gotten to that point where I've fallen off the edge. Right. So. That's a good answer. Thank you, Mr. Flat Earther. <laughs> so um, I was talking to one of my sisters yesterday. I had called my, one of my older sisters has cancer. And so I was just checking in on her and said, how she was doing. And in the meantime, another sister was there visiting. 
And so I had spoken to her in a while, asked to speak to her, and she's a Christian. And we got into this thing about love and hate and God and all that. And um, it was interesting in that I, I happen to know her, what happened to her in life and how life has been for her. And she's had a lot of anger, a lot of problems going on. And she believed that it's okay to be angry because the Bible says you could be angry and sin not. And God was angry, so it's okay for us to be angry. And I asked her, well, what good has this done you to be angry? She said, well, anger is fine as long as you control it or as long as you have some type of, you know, containment over it, it's fine. Just don't let it, um, don't let it control you, something she said. And so I asked her, do you love all people? She said, yeah, well, sometimes I just don't love those ones that irritate me. <laughs> and the same question you asked about the irritation, that's what I want you to hold. I just don't love the one you irritate, that irritates me. And I said, well, why don't you love those? I don't know, they just make me irritated. I said, but if you love them, would that irritate you? Well, God was angry. And they keep going back to the God being angry thing. And I find that to be so disappointing that a lot of people have been convinced that anger is okay because in the Bible, somebody made a mistake or intentionally put God is able, I mean, is angry. And then she said, she quoted the scripture about God said, don't go to bed at night with anger or something like that. Don't lay down with it. You know that scripture, right? Which is a true one. But I said to her, if you didn't have anger, if it wasn't in you, then uh, you would never go to bed at night uh, angry. But if it's in you, you go to bed at night, some nights really angry, but every night angry. Uh, and then she brought up, um, I don't know, whole, we had a really good conversation about this. But um, a lot of people have been convinced that good is evil and evil is good. I was thinking about I knew I had to talk about the Christ thing today. And what I realized is that before Christ came, before God decided that he was going to send his son, he looked down, and I'm going to kind of paraphrase it, and he saw that everybody was sinning. They were being destroyed because they had believed it to the lie that started with Adam and Eve. They believed the lie, the serpent, right? And when they believed in him, everything fell apart. Your life became upside down and you start living it the wrong way because now you don't have the power to overcome. You're just doing that. And most people were, were at that time destroying themselves. And it reminded me of how my life used to be and how most people's lives are today. If you really think about the way you live, the decisions you make, um, the people you end up with, 99% of the time it's the wrong decision and the wrong people you end up with. And uh, for so-called love, for relationships, for friendships, and for all those ships, right? And then in that fallen state, you try to make it work anyway. You try hard to make it work. You do whatever it takes, and it still doesn't work. It cannot work because you're trying to make, as those people did in those days before Christ came, they were trying to make decisions in the darkness. And you could be in the darkness and not even know it. Because Satan constantly tells you that, do it this way, do it that way, 
this old person this and that person that, and you're constantly believing it, trying to make it work. Trying to make it work. A friend of mine, uh, a friend in, uh, of mine, and, and I had had a thought about something that Satan gave me, and when I saw this friend, I was telling him, he was telling me a situation, and he had the same thought. So Satan gave us the same thought about the same person. But I knew it wrong, but my friend didn't know it wrong. It was a bad thought, but it sounded good and nice. You know what I'm saying? But because they live in darkness, they, uh, they don't see that every thought that they get is a lie. You have never been, you have never had a, cre- uh, a new thought of your own, a thought of your own, and you never created thoughts. And so I would ask my sister about that. I said, so do you create your own thought? She sounded like that. Yeah. And she loved me. Yes. I said, really? I said, so why do you create thoughts that will hurt you? You know, first I asked, well, how do you create those thoughts? Uh, uh, she went like that for a while. Uh, I create them based on what I see. And I said, really? You create thoughts based on what you see. Well, how about those wrong things that you see? Do you do those wrong things to yourself? Do you create the thoughts that make you do wrong toward yourself? And she's like, eh, yeah. I'm like, why would you want to do wrong to yourself? If you had control of your thoughts, every thought you created would be a good one. I would never be, create a bad thought for myself. Now, I may create bad thoughts for someone else to blow them out the water, right? But not for myself. And she's like, oh, well, I never thought of it that way. But I just know I create them. And it was a really good talk. So the, what I want to share with you is that Christ came to bring the light into the world that we might be able to see. Because if you really pay attention, that's why it's so important to get to know yourself. Because you will see that you have been led by darkness. And there's this battle going on between the darkness and the light. And that you're really in darkness, but you got to pay attention to yourself. And the moment you see that you're in darkness and know that is wrong, in that very moment, the light will come because of Christ. God sent Christ, and Christ literally put everything back together. We are really all put back together, but because you're in that fallen state, refusing to realize that you're wrong, you can't see the light. Because he's not going to let you into the light until you admit you're wrong because the light is love and it's perfect and it's all things, right? But he's not going to let the children of God come into that light until you admit that you are wrong. You're wrong. There was a a guy that called my show. I believe he said he was living with his woman or something and they had been living together for a while. It's going to be hard to let her go, to live on her own. But he realized that it was wrong. He saw that it was wrong. The moment he saw that it was wrong, he was able to do the right thing. And so Christ came, and the life that you're living in that fallen state is an illusion. It's not even real. It's not real that living together before marriage is going to work out. Somebody's going to sacrifice and suffer, and the other person's going to take advantage of it. And then that person's not going to be happy either. It's not real. It's not real that sex before marriage is love, and everybody should do it, and it's fine. It's not real, but in that fallen state, you could be convinced that it's real. 
Something I say, oh, I have to try it out before I buy it. Now, you know that, dumb, but they believe that. Well, what will happen to me if I get with this woman and the sex is not right? And they call it another word, good or whatever. I'm like, see, that's an illusion because relationships are not built on sex. They're built on perfect love. They're not built on emotional stuff. They're built on once you get to know each other, are you coming from the same place? That's the reality of it. But in that fallen state, you could be literally be convinced that sex is built on love or what I can do for you or what you can do for me. So it's all an illusion, and Christ made it possible that we don't have to live that way. But we got to know we're wrong and admit that we're wrong. And so we don't have to try to make wrong be right. We just have to forgive. And once you forgive, he will forgive you and you become right because his nature is right. Some people don't even know that you can overcome an old nature, become a new person, really live in him because they can't see that they're living in Satan. You have Satan's nature in that fallen state. And he deceives you to make you think that you can make it work. You literally can't make anything work. You're not in control of anything. And so he made an illusion look like reality. When you wake up, though, because of the light that's in you and the love that's in you, you will see the reality of what's going on. And it's not up to, and because this came up too, not with my sister, but with someone else. It's not up to someone else to apologize to you. It's up to you to forgive. If somebody do you wrong and you know that they did you wrong, it's not, you can't wait. It's not their responsibility to go and forgive. It's your responsibility to, to not hate them. Realizing that, once you're born again, you'll see this, realizing that they literally could not help themselves. And you'll know that by knowing yourself, that you can't help yourself. And when you know a person cannot help themselves, when you can see it, it's impossible to hate them. And so if they never went back and apologized to you, you forgive them. My sister said, well, can you love a person if they don't apologize to you for what they have done to you? I'm like, yes, because it's not based on them apologizing. It's based on you forgiving. The only reason you suffer is because you have not forgiven. That's the only reason. And the real reality is that God made that possible. We can forgive, forget, and live. And then when you do run into, uh, another thing I want to tell you, if you are letting people know your wrongdoings, your family members, your little close best friends and all that, cut that out. If you're doing suffering or you're into something that you shouldn't be into, just seek God within yourself. Get to know yourself. So you can overcome it. Letting somebody else know it's not going to save you. It's not going to make it right. All it's going to do is when you do overcome it, and those who are seeking and are born again, you will overcome it. It will be as though it never exists. But the person that knew that, oh, you were a Christian. I remember you were a Christian when you used to do drugs. They are holding against you for a lifetime. As soon as they get angry at you or become jealous or envious or whatever, they'll remind you of what you used to do. And you can't prove to them that that's not who you are today because you cannot prove to an angry person uh, what the truth is. You just have to be an example. So when they do attack you, because you love, 
all people. It's impossible to be a child of God and not love all people. And just think about the crap that God put up with you. And he sent his son to help you out. He could have said, no, this is crap. I ain't sending my boy down there. <laughs> and then some of you are so stubborn anyway. I ain't sending my boy down there. Let him die. I'll keep up the same old stuff, right? But once you're born again, it's impossible to hate anyone. Now, that doesn't mean you don't speak up, you don't disagree, but you just know that that person or those people cannot help it because they are driven by, I believe Christine mentioned it, that spirit that's in them. I asked my sister, did you know that, do you know that uh, a spirit made a home in you and it makes you do the things you don't want to do? He's like, oh, yeah. But you mean like a, do you mean I'm possessed? Or, <laughs> or do you just mean a spirit? I'm like, yeah, you're possessed. <laughs> because if a spirit made a home in you and made you do the things you wouldn't normally do, that's possession. It's possessing you. And, but she seemed to think of uh, possession means that somebody that kills another person or all out by people. But possession, you're possessed whenever you judge your fellow man. You're possessed when you overreact to situations. You're possessed when you overeat knowing that you shouldn't overeat. Because it's making you do the things you shouldn't do. You're possessed when you have sex out of wedlock. You're possessed when you spoil another person. You're possessed because if you weren't, you'd be able to do the right thing. You're possessed when you lie. Possession doesn't necessarily, even though it does mean that, demon people going out killing one another and all. Because uh, she asked me, well, what about the molester? Do you love the molester? Yeah, I love the molester. Because the molester cannot help him or herself. That doesn't mean I agree with them, but I know why they're doing it. This is why your experts cannot help you overcome it, because they don't tell you it's not you. It's a spirit inside of you. And it's making you do this stuff that you're doing. But once you overcome it by forgiving, you'll see that. You have, and Christ made that all possible. Christ even took the sting out of death. He took it away. He went, and, and, and the way all this stuff happened with Christ, I'll make a long story short, uh, Satan took Christ into hell, right? Remember that? He, Christ went to hell. Anybody know he really went to hell? And he hung out down there for a while? And, and uh, Satan was not supposed to take Christ. He broke the law by taking Christ into hell. Now, everybody else who had gone to hell prior, he was right because they had sinned. Christ had never sinned. He didn't do anything wrong. He was one with his father. So when he went, when Satan took him in, he took the wrong guy in. It's like arresting the wrong person who had not committed a crime. And because of that, Christ was able to get us back because Satan took in an innocent person. And that was intentional so that men and God allowed that to happen. So we all have a way to return to the father. Uh, but all the other people who have sinned, when you, if you're a sinner and you die and go to hell, you deserve to be there. Because you had a chance to, that's another thing my sister mentioned too, it was so funny. You have a chance in this life, right now, and I wouldn't wait until I die. Because she asked me, well, what about the people who die and they go, they go to the Lord and the Lord has to judge them? Can they apologize then or something like that? I'm like, I wouldn't wait on that. Yeah, I'll try to do it while I'm alive. Because you don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. You don't know what's beyond now. But you know that God is giving you an opportunity right now to repent 
and be born again. And that's what I'm telling you. Christ came. He bought us back because Satan unjustly took him into hell. He had not sinned. He had not done anything wrong. And Satan took him in anyway. And that's why he was able to get us back. It was an innocent life that had not committed a crime. So he took us back. And for that reason, we can get back to him. But we got to admit that we're wrong. We hate. We, we are not of love. We're not of God. And until you can truly admit that, because when I asked God to let me see what was wrong, he allowed me. I couldn't see on my own. I had no idea. I didn't even know I was supposed to ask to let me see. I was just fed up. And I, I've always wanted to know what is it like to live on earth and be a son of God? Because I read and heard that it's supposed to be better than being a son of Satan. You're supposed to have perfect peace. Your burdens are supposed to be light and all that good stuff. But it wasn't happening for me until I repented. And now it's easy. It's amazing. And that, once that happened to you, all these questions you have would disappear because you will be able to see and know for yourself because he will reveal it to you. And you'll be able to see and your life will be amazingly easy because you will just become a living being and he will take care of everything through you. You don't have to do anything, but just be aware. Be to stay with the prayer so he can uh, continually renew your, to renew your mind. But everything will just work out. It really will work out. But in that fallen state, it's not going to work out. No matter what you do to try to make it right, no matter what you do to solve it, you can't do it. If you're in a bad relationship, it's best to see that you're in this relationship, especially if you're not married, and it should not be, and get out of it. Don't let Satan convince you that it's going to work out anyway. It's not going to work. But the experts have convinced you and Satan convinced you that it will. He's always talking to you. But when God lets you see what's wrong, straight away you should do something about it. Don't prolong it. Do something about it. And then when you start being right, because once you're born again, you will be right. You may look the same, you may laugh and have fun the same, but you're not the same person. And as a result of being right, you would do right. But and it's not you. Oh, another thing, too. When you become right and start having faith and being right, you don't have to always say, oh, thanks to the Lord. He made me this way. You know how the Christians teach you that you always give glory to God for everything? Oh, I had a good breakfast today. Glory to God. <laughs> oh, I needed money. And I went to the post office and a thousand dollar check was there. Glory be to God. That ain't true. You know how your life will speak it for itself because you will have a natural appreciation knowing where your help come from. Because now you're a son and daughter of God. You just live it. You don't have to do all that talking and claiming and carrying on about it. But he came so you could be free. And the life you live in is a reality. I mean, an illusion. It's not reality. Not at all. Any question about that? And I'm grateful that Christ did that for us. And that he went to hell for us. He hadn't done anything wrong. How many of you go to hell for somebody? You go to hell for somebody? Not me. <laughs> Ain't no way I'm going to hell. It's hard. You got once to live, once to die. If you don't get over I ain't going to hell for you. Christ did it already. All right? 
But you can overcome, you really can, and you can live differently and have perfect peace. Yes, sir, in the white. You had your hand, right? Yes. Um, so I was just going to, I guess, kind of comment on what you always talk about. You say that you shouldn't tell, your, uh, tell a woman your problems. Right. And I fully agree with that. I, just from experience, I was going to ask you, should I tell, you know, who I'm dating about maybe my past and then my, you know, based on now who I am today or some things I've changed, um, is that, would, would that be okay? But No. I say no. Yeah. No. It's best to say, hey, I'm wrong. I've been wrong. I'm wrong for being with you without being married. You had sex with her and all that? No. You haven't had sex with her? Well, I mean, just based on multiple relationships I've had. Um, uh, the one you're with now. You're talking about a person no, you're with now. Up. We actually broke up. I'm sorry? I said we, we broke up. You broke up? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. And you think you need to tell her about your past? Well, actually, I, I was just going to comment and, and say I, I kind of confirm or agree with oh. you on that. Yeah. Uh, you shouldn't do that because no, she'll just resent you. She'll she'll judge you for the uh, rest of your life. Exactly. And there's you'll no, you be can do walking on water. And she'll be judging. Right. Yep. <laughs> you'll get up and go to work in the morning, ride on a white, beautiful cloud, and she'll look up and, and she'll see you still judging. Why the old thing on a cloud? Why not me? <laughs> no, don't tell her. If you've done wrong, apologize. Hey, I'm sorry. I was wrong, and leave it alone. Something else I was going to comment on, you were talking about thoughts. And I was going to say, I'm really starting to notice uh, a lot more um, of watching my thoughts. You know, while I'm just, you know, sitting around or whatever I'm doing, like I could be at home and, you know, invite so-and-so over, you know, things like that. And I might go along with it before, but now I avoid it. I recognize it. That's right. And so it's better. But uh, you said avoid all thoughts, but... What about good thoughts like uh, creativity or, you know, reminders, oh, it's somebody's birthday or, um, you know, you have some kind of yeah, creative thought that you could do something? So if, uh, let's say you're building a building, right? And so it comes to you how to build a building. You take that information and once you got it and use it, drop it. Let it go. Okay. Don't hold on to it. Okay. Yeah, don't hold on to it. Makes sense. And if someone's birthday pops up, like, Esteban's birthday. Did you know it was Esteban's birthday? Uh, I did, yeah. Oh, you did? <laughs> a day or two ago, yeah. I saw that. So we remember that it was Esteban's birthday. birthday. That's all to it. Let it go. Just don't hold on to that. And then when it bring up things in the past, let that go, too. Just don't believe in it. That's all. Okay. Yeah. But you, if you. you have a talent uh, to draw or whatever, whatever the talent may be, you can use it while it's there, but don't hold on to it once you're done with it. Okay, thank you. And that way you leave your glass open, uh, empty, so that other ideas can come too and let that go. And, you be, but, and because you're living as a son of God, you've been born again, you're living as his son, great things will happen for you. It really will because you're always empty, knowing that he's the one that's making this possible, not you. I appreciate it. That, be, that makes sense? Yes. Yeah. Are you thank doing you. the silent prayer? I do it morning, uh, usually noon and night. Yeah. Every day? Yes. Every day? Okay, I didn't miss last night. I, <laughs> I did miss last Amazing. night. Amazing. But I, but I woke up in the middle of the night, and I did it, uh, and then I did it this morning. So right on. I don't know. I, uh, we went up to, uh, James and I went up to uh, San Francisco, and I spoke to the Republican Women Federated Yacht Club thing. Uh, we flew up there after the show on Thursday. I gave a talk on 
Thursday night, and then I flew back to L.A. By the time I got to bed, it was 1.45, and I had to get up at 3.30. But I was so tired, I wanted to cuss. I was so tired. My eyes didn't want to open, but I still did my prayer. I still did the prayer because I don't want to lose the mind of God, that connection with him. And so I know it's about being still and knowing him. And I want you to know, too, that all things are created in stillness. It is not created in Hooper Holland. It's not created in overreacting. It's not created in that emotional stuff you've been taught. It's created in stillness. Something Ed wife said uh, last Sunday is that I don't really understand the prayer because it's too slow. Remember, you remember her saying that, Ed? Did you get my message? I did. Yeah, what did my message say? And I it for her. Oh, you did? She said, hmm. <laughs> what did the message say? That uh, it's the ego that gets, that, yeah. that, that builds the impatience. The ego behind. does not want to be still because it has to die if it dies. And the ego is the nature of Satan. So that's why I can't sit still. I have to have something to think about, something to do, or have some type of activity. So when you're overreacting and carrying on and all that, Satan is your daddy. Because he doesn't want you to be still and know. So when you become aware, you live a life of stillness, awareness. That doesn't mean you don't laugh and have fun and whatever, kick up heels. But inwardly, you're still. You can see what's going on. Your whole life is changing. That's why when you ride in a car, it's best not to turn the music on right away. You know how you get in your car, you turn the ignition on, the next thing you want to turn the radio on or put on headsets or whatever you do, right? He does. He want you to do that. He doesn't want you to be still and know and know God. That's why he remind you. Oh, turn the radio on, or remind you of something because he wants you concentrating on him instead of on God. But once you're born again, he become less, less and less. Get further, further away from you. And it's so amazing to live that way. So cut back on telling your friends all your dirty business. Keep it to yourself. Go to God with it. Just know you're dealing with it, and. Know yourself, and he'll take it away and forgive you, and it'll be done with. I saw a hand, so yes. Any questions about anything or disagreement, or do I need to clear up a little bit? So, okay. Yes. Um, two questions. So, I believe in the Bible it says, confess your sins. Right. So, if, if we are, you're saying don't tell your friends, but if you, if you confess your sins to, like, I don't know, a pastor... Right. Is that the, like the right person to if confess? It's one that can tell you the right way to do it and how to overcome it. Okay. Uh, that's a very good point. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you ever confessed your sins to your friends or people you know? Yeah. And how did that turn out? Not good. Right. Uh, when you, well, I don't want you to confess your sins here. You confess your sin by saying, I'm wrong for being angry at you. I was wrong for hating you or judging you. You don't confess your sin by going around saying, oh, I'm a whore or a slut. And I've been with the slut makers. Or, <laughs> uh, you know how people go around just telling all their little business? That's not, the sin is not becoming a whore or a slut maker. The sin is the reason you became that, the cause. The cause is because you've been separated from God. And you can help yourself. You're looking for peace, right? So the sin is the hatred that you have. And 
That's why you, oh, that's so good. That's why you must forgive so that you could be reborn, you could be born again. And then you, you know how God said, keep these commandments or the Ten Commandments, however. When you are born again, then you can keep the commandments. You cannot make the commandments work on your own. You can't make yourself not lust. You can't make yourself not cheat. You can't make yourself not be afraid. You can't make yourself not lie. You be trying not to lie. Oh, don't ask me because I don't want to lie. And you lie anyway. Those are the commandments he wants us to keep. But you can't keep them until you return to him and he caused you to keep them. And he said that if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. And so... But you can't keep them till you become his son or daughter. Of yourself, you can do nothing. Just imagine for a minute, if we were able to do right on our own, we would all be riding on clouds right now. Every car, there would be a white cloud. All of who don't want to do the right thing, you know? Most people want to do the right thing. They want to be right. They want to treat the children right. People treat their children horribly. They treat their kids worse than they treat them themselves. Kids are suffering from parents. It's coming from parents. And parents don't want to treat their kids that way, but they can't help it because they need to be reborn again. So confessing your sin is just admitting, I'm sorry, I was wrong. I shouldn't have. I hated you, and I'm sorry. It's not going to say all your other private business because you're sending that person up to judge you. You really are. My other question was... That's why I'm not really I'm not really in favor of people standing up and telling all their personal being in church. Because Satan's in the church too. And everybody in the church is not there for the right reason. And they'll remember what you said in church. And they'll judge you 29 years later. Well, I remember 29 years ago you said this. I ain't going to trust you. And you could have totally changed, but they judged you and held on to it. Thank you. So if you are counseled by a preacher, they're not telling you the right thing. You need to forgive. It's not a big deal. Let it go. Then I wouldn't trust that preacher either. Okay. My other question was, um, so before you did the silent prayer, you said you, you asked God. <clears throat> so you talked to God. When you talk to God and you say, God, please let me see myself, that is a form of prayer, correct? Yeah. It can be, yeah. Uh, but it, that's not whooping and hollering. But I didn't think of it at that time. Right. But, but that's not whooping and hollering, is it? No, I wasn't whooping. Oh, Lord, let me see. Right. I was like, you know, I'm, I'm giving up. I'm tired. Because I've tried everything. Mm-hmm. I read the Bible. I went to church. I even did that thing where they speak another tongue. That didn't work. You ever heard of that? Yeah. That didn't work. Anybody ever done that? Anybody ever spoken other tongues? Don't be ashamed. You've done it. Did it work for you? Come right here. Uh, oh, I'll come back to you with the mic. Right here, Esteban. Who else done it? Oh, uh, yeah. You done it too? You know, look like you speak in tongues. You spoke in tongues? Yes. Why did you do it? Because it seemed like a good idea at the time. I think the church we were going to, they, you know, said that that was a sign that you were a real, real Christian, and then I dragged my kids there, too, to do it. Mama made you speak in tongues. Y'all better speak in tongues. Um, did it work for you? Um, I'm not sure. What do you mean by work? Did it give you perfect peace? No. That's what's interesting about it. The tongue-speaking people don't examine themselves to see, well, if I'm 
speaking in tongues. They told me to do it. Why don't I have peace? I used to ask myself those kind of questions because I heard and read that if you believe in God, you should have perfect peace. I had no perfect peace. And I used to get up early in the morning and speak in tongues. And, and I lived in an apartment building at the time. And the manager of the apartment building, a white guy, lived right across the street, uh, the hallway. And he used to hear me in this brand out in tongue. So when I came out, when I come out of the apartment, he was like, Jesse, what's wrong with you? <laughs> he was like, why are you making all that kind of weird noise? Are you into voodoo or something? <laughs> I felt so embarrassed. But it didn't work. It was only when I could see that I was wrong. I had that hatred in my heart. And I noticed that everyone who overcome the darkness of the heart, they can see what, they vote differently. They see what to do without you having to tell them. And that's how the same God that is showing me should show you. And he will once your heart has changed. It's so amazing. Um, let me just finish with this young lady, then I'll come back. Yes, Victoria. <clears throat> so my question was, because I do the silent prayer, but uh-huh. I also have moments like the ones that you had where you just ask God with your heart open and you say, please let me see myself. And I guess I do pray for my mama and my daddy and whatever. So is that whooping and hollering, though? Like When, when you, you pray so, for them, what do you pray? What did you ask for? I asked that he, that he, that he comes to them and that he wakes them up like he woke me up. But how do you know he wants to? Or that he softens their heart. How do you know he wants to? I don't know if he But don't you think to. he would do it if he wanted to? Or saw, because he knows them better than you, right? Yeah. Would he automatically do that without you having to ask? You're right. Because suppose he wake up mama and mama come and kill you. First thing she'll do is move in your place. And then you and your husband fighting over it. It's best to say, let your will be done. Really. Because he knows the heart of all people. And if we pray for something, you'll regret it later. Have you ever asked for something once you got it? I used to ask God to give me a wife all the time because the preacher said, pray for a wife. Anybody pray for a wife? Any of the guys? Anybody pray for a husband? I know you ladies pray for a husband. And every woman I got, I couldn't handle her. Really, every one I got because I was a beta male. And I, and I didn't know I was a beta male. I knew I was weak, but I didn't know the word beta at the time, right? And so finally, I just told God, you know what? I ain't asking no more for no woman. I can't handle her, so if you want me to have one, that's up to you. Let his will be done. And, wish if, and if you have perfect love in your heart, you automatically wish everybody well. You just wish them well, and that is a prayer. Because you have nothing but love for them, meaning you don't hate them. You understand where they're coming from. That makes sense? Because God said we don't know what to pray for. We don't know what to ask for. We don't know what to pray for. We don't know what we need. We don't even know what we want. What about prayer for the sick and like the, the children that are, you know, suffering and things like that? God, let your will be done for them. Because you're not feeling anything personal, personal toward them. You're not mad at them. You're not hating them. But you wish them well. Whatever God's will is. We wish them well. Okay. That makes sense? Yeah, it does. Because you really don't know what to pray for. Maybe they need to go through that to wake up. Or maybe, you know, something needs to be happening. Maybe God's trying to get their attention. You just don't know. 
you don't, you don't even know yourself until you start watching, and still you don't understand everything. You constantly realize things about yourself. So you definitely don't know about your fellow man. Thank you, Jesse. Have you ever been with a man and thought it was the right one, and then you figure it was, you find out it was the wrong one? At any point in life? Uh, yes, I guess, yes. Yeah. We don't know. We have to wait and see and wish everybody well. That's why we, you cannot love God or who you never see and hate your fellow man. It's impossible. You're lying to yourself. You can't. It means you don't know yourself. You don't realize you're not in control. It's impossible. You ain't never seen God or Jesus. So how can you love him when you hate your fellow man? That makes sense. And then to be a Christian and to say you don't love everybody, not good. God love you, and you ain't, you've been messed up. I'm surprised, God. I was thinking the other night, it's amazing, God, let me live this on. Much of the crap that I have done, I was a mess. They used to call me sweet bat. Did you hear about that? Now you know that's a mess. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was a guy in a movie called Sweet Bat. You ever seen that? It was a black movie. <laughs> sweet, sweet, sweet bat. You seen that, Esmar? No, never. <laughs> and at the time, they, I had an afro, I had the beard, I had the dashiki, and I thought I was, I had a red, a red uh, Corvette, not Corvette, but a Nissan. Nissan. I thought I was it. <laughs> and when they said sweet bat, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know they were lying to me. Yes, ma'am, with the pink. Yeah. I was just want to say quickly that about that <clears throat> speaking in tongues and the hooping and hollering prayers and all those kinds of things. I think it's all that ego that you feel like you need to do something. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, it's well, all. Yeah, I totally thing. understand it. Mm-hmm. What it is, most people want, they want to believe in God. They want to overcome their father's state. They want to be free. And so you go to church and you hear certain things. Of course, you're going to gravitate to it because you're hoping that it works. So that's why a lot of people gravitate. But if it's not working, don't deceive yourself. Don't, don't, excuse me, don't pretend that it's working or it may get better tomorrow. God is right here, right now. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Everything you need is here and now. It's right inside of you. Everything you're looking for, the kingdom of heaven is within. It's not without there's nobody or no thing outside of you that could cause you to be born again. It can't take away your misery. And if you notice with drugs and smoking pot, you feel good for a minute, but you got to smoke more. And it doesn't save you. With love and sex, it feels good for a moment, but it doesn't last. Because it's a spirit. You need to return to the Father. You need to admit you're wrong. Okay, last question. Oh, I saw a hand. Right here first. Yes. Don't judge me, Jeremiah. You judging me? No. Oh, you better not. Yes. So I did the speaking in tongues as well, and it did not work for me. But and I could be wrong because I, I don't know the Bible too well, but doesn't the Bible say something about speaking in tongues? Yes. But does it mean something different than what totally we Totally different. So what does it mean? When you tell someone that uh, you should be perfect, as your Father in Heaven is perfect. Mm-hmm. They don't understand that. That's speaking in tongue. They don't believe that. They can't see that. 
uh, be holy as your father is holy. The average person don't accept that. They don't believe. There are so many people now that don't believe you could be perfect. But to me, why can't you be perfect if you're a son or daughter of God? God's nature is perfect. Satan's nature is imperfect. So we are imperfect people. But once we are born again, we are now born back into a perfect nature. Why would you be perfect? It's so logical to me, but to others it's like speaking in tongues. Isn't that right? No? That makes sense? Not really. Not I, really. I, didn't, I didn't get what... So when he's saying in, in the Bible to speak in tongues, what is... To be honest. To, to, be, because to, to tell the truth, to... Like, you don't hear people talking in the churches anymore about being perfect, right? Right. Because they don't believe you can. Mm-hmm. To them, that's a foreign language. It's okay. like, see, si, senor, senor, see, uh, <laughs> mamma mia. I don't understand that, but it's not good. Okay. It's this simple truth language that they don't understand. You can be born again. You can be perfect. You can overcome sin. You cannot sin and be a son or daughter of God. Because in God, there is no sin. They literally don't know that you are now take to be born again is to be born out of the old nature, which is of Satan, and taken on the new nature. And in his nature, it's perfect. So if you are born of him, you have his identity in you, you become perfect as well. And it's not it's him in you like it was Satan in you. There is no me in me or you in you, right? You're either of Satan or you're of God. So when you tell people that, they don't understand that. It's strange language to them. All right. Did you ever speak in tongue? Uh, yes. Uh, I, you look like you used to speak in tongue. <laughs> I knew you were the tongue-talking spirit feel. And did it work for you? At the time, I thought it did. I was like 13 or 14 in church and kind of doing what I was told. So. Right. But why would anybody tell you to speak in tongue at 13 years old? That doesn't even make sense. They told me I would receive the Holy Spirit that way. Amazing. And you're absolutely right. It's all it's not real, folks. It's a setup. Alright? Um <clears throat> anybody agree or disagree with anything I've said? You disagree. One disagreement, then we're over, Jeremiah. I won't ask anybody anything else. One disagreement. Um I guess the disagreement would be with admitting to things and talking to your friends about the stuff that you've done wrong. Uh, here in church, when I've admitted to things, uh, yeah. I made friends with uh, people from Bond, and they've given me really good advice. And during the week, if I ever fell or struggled just by admitting to them, they were able to remind me of the lessons that you give on a daily basis. Did they give you any better advice than you already heard? Forgive, and it'll fall away. Did it's, you, it's, you had already heard that, right? Yes. Why yes. did you need more advice? Because I, I forget. In the moment to forgive, to yeah, all everything that you've taught. In the moment when you have that, when you're listening to the thoughts, you just sometimes need that person to be like, "Hey, don't listen to that. You know what it is." Oh, I see you what you're But still, you're not telling them you get down dirty, bad business, right? No, no, I don't go right, into full details. I mean. Okay, okay. Yeah, if it's more of a general that the, yeah. I messed up, I'm having these thoughts. Right. They're like, well, why are you listening to that? You don't know not to listen That's to that. That's right. Nothing then, wrong with that. Because oh, okay. they can't judge you on that one. Yeah, I, I like the fellowship here. It's really helped me yeah. out. I mean, things. this is. I'm glad you brought that up. I mean, don't tell about all your little dirty stuff. You know, everybody have dirty stuff, right? Except for you. I know you ain't got no dirty stuff. <laughs> You look too innocent to have dirty stuff. 
You have dirty stuff. Oh, <laughs> uh, but thank God that He loved us enough to send His Son to save us. When Christ said it was done, He literally meant that everything is back to order before the fall. It's just like it was before the fall, before Adam and Eve did what they did, believed into the lie. Everything is back to normal. It's just you keep believing a lie. You believe the lie. When you stop believing the lie, it's going to be amazing. Because once you stop believing, I told my sister that too. She clearly don't know what I'm talking about. But once you stop believing the lie, you have truth. You believe the truth. Because she tell back, well, does God talk to you? I'm like, no, he doesn't talk. Are you sure he doesn't talk to you? I hear him in my head. No, that's Satan. God does not talk to you. He reveals. Satan talked to you. God, he, that's why he said, my children shall know me by my voice. The quiet, still, voiceless voice. The knowing. Be still and know. That's all to it. All right. Um, let me do this before I shut the camera down here. All the new people, let me just see your hands real fast so I can welcome you. Cool. Uh, let's start here. Thank you for coming. Any questions or disagreement? Will, will you help at all today? Yeah, definitely. Right on. Did you overcome your anger yet? Oh, no. I'm working on I'll have to be working. That'll take a long time. <laughs> Why it it so, would it take so long? Um, I think it's a practice. I think doing the, the silent prayer on a regular basis will help. Okay. You're right about the silent prayer, but wrong about the, it's a practice thing. The moment you can see that you're wrong for hating. Have you ever hated someone, been angry, and hated oh, someone? Yes. Do you think it's right to hate them or wrong? No, it's wrong. <clears throat> so the moment you see that, go and apologize, it's done. Okay. I'm sorry for hating you. I'm sorry for being wrong. And in that very moment, you'll be free. The moment you can see that it's wrong to hate. Not that they were right for what they did to you. It's just you were wrong for hating them because it's separating you from God. And that's why you've been suffering. Agreed. That makes sense? Yes. And have you forgiven your parents at all? Yes. My parents, yes. It's my sister that I need to forgive. And and do you believe if your sister could do better, she would? Yes, I do. Right. So you see now, it doesn't make sense to hate her. Yes, I do. Oh, good. Right on. Well, call her up. I'm sorry, sis. Yes. I'm raw for hating you for I that. Will. I know now you can't help it. Thank you. Yeah, and, and right away you'll be free. Don't don't believe this thing about a process. God changes your heart at an instant, right at the blinking of an eye. The world says it's a process, but it's not. Okay. All right? This is your first time? Tell me your name, your first name again. And how did you? Debbie. Debbie. I'm glad. How did you hear about us? My son, Jack. Oh, good, son. <laughs> uh, any questions, Debbie? Um, just a comment when uh, you were saying forgive and then really quickly you said forget. Forgive and forget. Yes. That's the hard part, the forget part. Oh, don't worry about it, Debbie. When you truly forgive, it'll just your mind is also being renewed. And so Satan can't come and keep bringing it back to you. It'll pass away. Don't try to make yourself forget. You forgive, God will forgive you, and then he'll renew your mind. He'll get all that trash out of your mind. It'll happen on its own. And then when you, if you ever want to tell a story about what happened, it almost, it would be like you're lying because you won't have any feelings about it, any thought, no pain from it or nothing. 
That makes sense? Did your son come to you and ask and forgave you? I think so. You, you think so? Yeah. Oh, you didn't know it happened, Debbie? What? <laughs> you didn't know he came to you? Well, I was kind of shocked that he had to forgive me for something. Not that I'm perfect or anything, but, you, you were know, shocked that he had to moms. forgive you? <laughs> you know. If you're not perfect, why were you shocked? That he had to think of something to forgive me for. I mean, uh, you know. But you knew you had done some things wrong. Well, yeah, because uh, I'm a human being, you know. Uh, and when he told you, Mom, I'm sorry for hating you for doing this to me, what did you say? I th- I'm not sure what I said. What did she what, say? What was it? She said it's okay. Take the mic. She said what? She said something like, uh, she said, okay. Like, <laughs> she said, okay. Yeah, she said, okay, let's go eat now. <laughs> <laughs> and were you free from it? Yeah. Yeah, good. And how about your father? You forgave him? Oh, yeah. My dad came here with me one time. And oh, you did? We met him. Yeah. Oh, good. Right on. Yeah, Debbie. Um, have you let go of the anger in your heart? It's less. It's less? Yeah. So you haven't let go. You don't want it to be there at all because in a little bit of anger is the nature of Satan. You want a pure heart. You want the heart of God inside of you. So go and forgive. Did you stop hating his father? <laughs> um, every other day. <laughs> Debbie sounds so innocent like every other day I bet you a hell to pay huh <laughs> right you were hard to live with probably probably or yes um, those that sound so nice and innocent they're the worst ones. <laughs> I, I'm quieter uh, I'm I know that's why so much hell come out in a quiet way apologize to your husband for being mean to him that doesn't mean it's right the way he is, but forgive him so God can forgive you. He couldn't help himself. That makes sense? Yeah. It does? Yeah. I can't hear you. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, forgive him. He couldn't help it. He is a beta male. If he could have been better, he would have. Oh, he was at the time. Yeah. That makes sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And it's not his fault that you were angry and out of control like that. You were like that before he married you. Your parents did that to you, not him. That makes sense? I think so. I can't hear you, Debbie. Yes, I think so. All right. Any questions for me? Not today. All right. I'm glad you came, Debbie. Thanks for bringing your mother, man. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, is it your first time? Yes, it is. Okay. I'm Mike. Hey, Mike. <laughs> How did you hear about us? So I heard about you through YouTube. Um, I was just going through, and um, I saw the Fallen State and a lot of other things as well, too. And, you know, I was going to say, I think... I wanted to come here today because, you know, a lot of other churches I would go to, I was raised Catholic, but I was going to other churches here as well, is that a lot of churches will always talk about compassion and things like that. But right. this was the first one I felt like would talk about strength. And so, yeah. and I really believe ever since I've moved to L.A., it was about a couple of years ago that truthfully we need to rebuild the man and rebuild the family. Yes. And I didn't really quite know that. I was, I'm from the Midwest, so, I mean, that, that's kind of a lot of our morals and values, but... When I came out this way, I just I didn't really see that as much, and so I can't see more of the fallen state and more of what that's happening to me as well. So I just wanted to, you know, take advantage of that now and like make right sure on. I'm here before that, you know, be a part of something. So yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, any questions or anything I, that I'm yes. saying you disagree with? I, I do have a question. Um, uh, so you, when you were talking about forgiveness, like forgive your parents and everything. So I've forgiven my father for sure. I did it in person as well, too. Yeah. Um, of course, he didn't really get it. That's <laughs> yeah, he's he got a lot of anger. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he doesn't need to. Sure, you need to forget. Yes, of yeah. course, and of course, I felt really good as well afterwards, and I've just kind of let it be onto him, and he can do what he wants with it. Um, when you said forgive your mother, though, I, I guess I don't. Maybe I do. I don't really have anger towards my mother, so I guess how do I go about? You know, because I had anger towards my father, so that's why. Why I was, did you hate your father? He left my mom and I when I was young. Um, of course, I have a stepfather, and he took over, and he was wonderful and everything. And, you know, of course, I know you can't really replace your father figure. Right. but um, And so I think I had a lot of resentment towards that because he was really rough towards me and my sister, and it was just, you know, my mom and I for a while. So I had that anger for so long that I eventually said, you know, and I watched your videos, and I was like, I don't want to be angry for the rest of my life, so I need to confront you. Of course, I felt better, and of course, he didn't really see, like, what do you mean I wasn't there, you know? So, right. um, but, you know, when you said forgive your mother, that's when I was like, okay, well, you know, my mom was there, so it's like she did the best she could, so I guess Amazing. that's, yeah, that's where I was, I was like, how do I go about doing that, yeah. What you don't know is that your father didn't leave you, he left your mother. Right. He didn't do anything to you and your sister, he couldn't mm-hmm. handle your mother. Yeah. And your mother played victim. Mm-hmm. She pretended like she was the innocent one mm-hmm. when she really was the hell racer. Mm-hmm. And because your father didn't overcome his mother, he didn't know how to deal with that. Yeah. And so your mother is not as nice as you think she is. Mm-hmm. You're just not married to her. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 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 but and so what I recommend is that you ask your father, why did you leave her instead of attacking him? Right. Because you're doing it with your mother's anger and not your own. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Yeah, because yeah. I think because and, and you've said this before, is that when you're growing up and it's just your mom, you know, it's, it's always ah, he's, he's this, he's that. Yeah, is, yeah. And you don't know really both sides. That's so right. um, I think, yeah, you're right. I think I went with the tension of like, wow, how could you do this? You know, this is what moms told me since I was young, you know, so. I guarantee you that if mothers never got angry at the father, mm-hmm. you know, didn't hate him and put him down in front of the children, mm-hmm. but just accept this relationship is over, it's not going to work, but don't hate, you. children would never hate their fathers. Yeah. It's the yeah. mother who turned the children away because she hate the man. Yeah. So uh, one of the reasons your father may have gotten upset when you went to him because you went to him just like your mother would go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You went accusing him and not forgiven him right to understand right. yes yes so uh, and what I would recommend know it for yourself not because I said it but forgive your mother for turning you away from your father I understand she was wrong for that yeah I understand now yeah Perfect. and that's what you need to forgive her for gotcha. but do the silent prayer so you can see it for yourself and and let her know you know what you shouldn't turn us away from our father yeah it was bad for her to do that she did that with her own selfishness right that makes sense? Yes, sir. All right. So Thank go you. back and talk to your dad again. Absolutely. And your mother. Absolutely. Are you afraid to face her? <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, I see you sweating. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> and you're like, Lord, I should have asked this question. Yeah. Now I gotta, <laughs> She's going to watch this. Now yeah. I got to go do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Yeah. But she couldn't help it. Yeah. Her mother did it to her. Her father, we, it goes yeah. on and on. It, yeah, and, and I think that's, you're absolutely right, and that's why, I came here, too, because I definitely want to stop that chain from yes. eventually when I have a family. You know, I don't want 
you know, my kids to resent anybody, you know. That's right. Yeah. And it starts with, when you forgive and get married and have kids, mm-hmm. a whole generation will start. Absolutely. This is where it starts now. So That's why God not really cared about this other generation of folks dying off. Yeah. Because he's trying to create love through us all. Yeah. And if your generation starts with the love, it'll be perfect. Of course. Your kids will be blessed. Absolutely. Right on. Right. I'm glad you came. <laughs> Thank you, Are Jesse. Are you visiting yeah. or you live here? I live here. I moved here about a couple of years ago. Oh, um, okay. And then I just, I found out about you through like YouTube and everything. And like I said, I was going to other churches and it's great and all, like I said, to have compassion and everything. But, you know, I just, I really kind of felt like there's a lot of beta males. <laughs> yeah. It was like, you yeah. know, they're not really talking about strength and like building the family and like building and that a, core, you know. such a good point. Christ yeah. came that we may become strong, not weak. Yeah. He brought us Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Not all this emotional right. stuff they've been teaching. Right. He wasn't yeah. a beta guy, uh, Christ. You right. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so don't let anyone tell you that. Absolutely. That's why the Christians are getting beat up because we've been taught to be weak. Right. Don't judge. Don't say this. And you're allowing the enemy to take over. Yeah. Good, man. Thank you. All right. I appreciate that. Uh, this is your first time, right? Any questions or anything? I'm glad you came, man. Uh, Andrew. Andrew. Um, I kind of had a disagreement about all anger being bad. About what? All anger being bad. Oh, yeah. You think anger is good? Sometimes. Some anger? Like, what, when do you think anger is good? Uh, like, in the case of, like, maybe, like, righteous anger. Like, when Jesus uh, drove out all the money changers from the temple, he got angry then. So, I don't... Who told you he got angry? What's that? Who told you that he got angry and threw out the money chamber? I mean, isn't that right there in the Bible? And, and who told you, though? And that's what I got from it. Oh, okay. Um, I understand that. I, I, I've been on that. My sister said the same thing. Uh, uh, Christ had discernment. He saw injustice, and he dealt with it. What most Christians don't know, we have discernment and no anger. You have the power to do whatever you need to do. But if the, if the person is not born again, they're looking at you doing this, they're going to think, Oh, that's angry. Anger, because they're angry. But it's not the fallen state anger, emotional stuff that you have. It's the discernment, the ability to see what's wrong and deal with what's wrong, but don't hate what's wrong, because once you hate it, you become like it. You become like what you hate. So you have the power to discern evil, but not to hate evil. Uh, What about, like, the quote... uh love the sinner but hate the sin uh, right that that's what's going to happen once you overcome your sin by forgiving and God purify your heart you're going to understand that everybody else is in a fallen state and so you're not going to judge that person because you know what's driving them it's not them but it's the spirit that made a home in them Okay. are you doing the silent prayer not consistently and suffer you should suffer then and die why are you not doing it uh, something I forget. You forget? Well, you just have to suffer. Because I can't save you. No human being can save you. I'm pointing you to the source that can save you. And when you do the silent prayer, it allows you to see within, and you can repent for what you see that's wrong within yourself, and your life will change. But you got to see for yourself. But we have counseling. If you need counseling, set up an appointment next week and come in. Okay. All right? Yeah, I think I like that. Yeah. One-on-one side. That way we can, you can open up more. Okay? Good, man. I'm glad you came, all right? You live here in L.A., right? Yes. Okay. All right. Anybody else new? Oh, okay. Right here and in the back. 
Tell me your first name. Smith. Smith, how did you hear about us? My son, Will, goes here. That's your son? Yes. Wow. Yes. Yeah. What a mess. I, I live in Texas. No, I'm no, I agree. He black. Yeah, I live in Texas. No, it's his you birthday. You sound just like him, too. It's his birthday week, so I come down every year. Is it your birthday? Yeah. Uh, Tuesday. This past Tuesday? No, coming. Oh, yeah? yeah? Right on. Well, I'm glad you came, man. You, I, your son is something else. Thank you. Really yeah, nice I, guy. I agree with you. Yeah. yeah. Any questions or disagreement about anything? I'm pretty much on the same page, you know, with everything you say. Um, uh, I would like to ask a question. Yes. You know, kind of, I'd like to get your thoughts on kind of, you know, as, as born-again believers who are living at peace with Christ and have a daily walk and, you know, kind of, the, the problem I kind of have or, or the question issue is, is how much responsibility do I have as a believer because 99% of my friends are lost. Right. And a lot of them are teaching landmark forum and they're, they've been in uh, these famous movies. You and, sound just like Will. <laughs> wow, that's so weird. You know, and I feel like I need, you know, and they know I'm a Christian. Right. But they're just not interested and they don't right. get it. And, it's, and, and I know they're going to hell. You but know, you don't I mean, know that, though. Well, I don't know that. Well, right. well Never assume anybody's going well, to hell. If they, Only if God they, knows that. It, I know, but if they don't accept Christ, right, then they will. I mean, that's my belief. Right. So how much responsibility do I have or you have or do we have? I mean, and how, do you, how could you knock on their door and maybe get them? How much responsibility do you have for what? Well, the, the, the Bible says, you know, go make disciples to, to you know, all nations in your home and, you know. So you want to so, know what but, is your responsibility? But, to really, but really the people God's put really into your life. All right. Uh, you not, have to, your responsibility is to be that example, to be that and do that and have faith. And then if they're seeking, they'll come to you. Well, they're not seeking what I'm living. Well, then that's, that's up to you. There's nothing you can do about it. Even God let them suffer until they're ready to repent, until they cry out to him. So you don't have, your responsibility is not to impose on them. Don't yeah. be quoting the Bible to them. But you need to be it, and they will see the light in you. You well, need to be that example and have faith. Yeah. Well. Because preaching at them and that, trying to force them well, is turning what, them off. That's what's happening, but. You know, I would just hate to see them live through life and never acknowledge. But why do you hate it? God doesn't hate it. He, he and Jesus get up every day, have some cafe mocha. <laughs> so just, to have an egg sandwich yeah. <laughs> on rye. And he made the way for them already. It's up to them to want to repent. There's nothing you can do. Yeah. But be an example as Christ was an example for us. Just, okay. Yeah. But, but I'm don't kind be of feeling about it, you know. I'm sorry. I can stay burdened about it. But you're wrong for that. You you don't have a right to stay burdened for another man. You're no better than no one else. I know that. Christ already bad to burden. He doesn't need you to do it. Yeah, I'm just burdened for their souls. But you shouldn't be though. You you ain't no better than them. Why are you burdened for their soul? God know their soul. God know them. He's made a way. It's up to them. You just be that example, and don't be mama. Don't be feeling sorry for them. Well, it's not really sorrow. It's it's more uh, of a, it's what it's more of a, a 
burden, you know. Or, but that is mama. That's mama. Yeah, okay. that's mama. Well, seems more like dad to me. Uh, uh, dad don't. God, dad don't God is dad, right? Yeah. God don't care. God don't care. Right. He'll let you end up on skid row. He'll let you end up on drugs. He'll let you end up whatever, right? He already made the way. It's inside of you. If you don't want it, suffer and die. He ain't feeling no burden. All right. You know what I mean? Well, okay. I appreciate you saying. Yeah, God get up every day and party yeah. down. Just because he's already made the way, and he's yeah. when. That's why he tried to get your attention. He warned you, don't do that. That's not good. And if you do it anyway, okay, fine. I wash my head up and go suffer and die. All right. So good. drop your burden, mama. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I enjoy listening to, listen to, to so what I, you say. I enjoy hearing what you say. Right on. Yeah. I'm sure. glad you came, man. You bet. Uh, and, yeah. and it's Thank really you. good to see you next to your son. You bet. Well, he loves it here. Yeah, I know. He's, yeah, we talk a lot a lot about it during the week, and we'll have right on. Hour long, hours long conversations right about it. Yeah, yeah so. he's growing a lot. So drop your burden. You don't need to carry your burden. All right. I mean, their burdens. Yeah. Okay. All right. yeah. You just be an example because it's not you that changes the person. It's the God in them that makes the change. You right. can't make a change for another person's soul. I know. It's just whenever they don't show any interest or at all or, or That's really on don't, them. don't care what you're saying. Yeah. It's just you it's just want to knock them in the head and say, you know, this is the way. No. Don't do that. Okay. <laughs> They're going to cut you out. <laughs> you got to be careful. Okay? You can't it, it, force a, no one to become a uh, son or daughter of God. It's not your choice. Right. I know. I know yeah. that. Are you the head of your wife? Uh, ahead of my wife? Let me know. <laughs> I haven't had a wife in 20 years. Oh, good for you. I mean, <laughs> not, yeah. what happened to your wife? Well, uh, she... Uh, Light switch or something flipped, and she, I lost her. She went out there in La La Land. Oh, you started. were out there bearing somebody else's burden. <laughs> That's why she left. Uh, I guess so. I was. She looking just, for a real man. Yeah, I guess she was. Yeah. I know she's looking for a real woman. Oh, she's well. yeah, she's more interested in, in women after yeah. sixteen. Let's be yeah. yeah. Well, when women can't find a real but man, she likes, but she likes both. I feel better now. <laughs> <clears throat> but listen, she she's looking for the love of a father. And so you yeah. didn't have it. And now she's feeling that emotion that's coming from other women. She think that's it or other men. But yeah. just wish her well. I do. I yeah. do. I, I love her and pray for her. And I really feel sorry for her, you know. Well, she's, don't feel sorry for well, her. Just wish her well. I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I do. It took me a while to get there, but right. at that, this point, 20 years later. There's, so you you're know. not dating or anything now? Am I not gay? Are you dating? Oh, dating. Oh, I said gay. <laughs> Don't tell me if you're gay or not. <laughs> you know, I have, uh, not with any success, really. You oh, know, good. Just, yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad you came, man. Okay. I got to be in it. Uh, in the new, oh, back there in the new, the young man, way in the back. Yeah, my name is Joey. I'm from Texas. And, um, hey, Joey. My what part arm, of Texas? Uh, San Antonio. Do you know these people? Not at all. Oh. <laughs> I don't know anybody you, in here. You sound like them. <laughs> Do I no. sound like them? Do I have an accent? That same accent. I love it. So Just kicking go ahead. up dirt and riding horses. and Yeah, we don't do any of that. But, yeah. yeah. I'm glad you came. How did you hear about us? Uh, I actually heard about you uh, a little bit over a year ago on the Internet. Oh, okay. And I'm 
get in a lift out here and I hear Betta, and I'm like, oh, crap, I think I know who you're talking about. <laughs> and he said it just like you, too. So I was like, Beta. I was like, is that Jesse Lee? And he's like, yep, you should go to church with me on Sunday. So I was like, right oh, I'll, I'll try to make it there. I'm glad you came. So, Anything you disagree with? No, no. Was this helpful today? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Will you, are you living here now? Or no, I'll be out here till the 30th, and then I'll be going. Okay, yeah. all right. Uh, I think that's all the new people, right? Okay. All the new people, feel free to come anytime you like. This is home. Make it home. We come down here, Cheryl, so they can see you. We meet every Sunday morning and at 10.30, I mean at 7 o'clock, the third Thursday for ladies, first Thursday for men only. I'm supposed to be going to New Zealand tomorrow, but I don't think I am going because there's been some mess up with the flight schedule or something, right? So I might not be going, and if I'm not, I'll be here next Sunday. All right, so watch out. Make sure we have your email addresses and stuff so we can let you know. But it looked like I'm not going because of the mess up with the flight stuff. And this is Cheryl. And all you, uh, for the first time, give her your information so we make sure we have it and we can keep you up to what we're doing. Uh, oh, we need your offering now. Let's take up the offering real fast. Get your money ready, and then I'm done. <laughs> uh, so what... Uh, Oh, I haven't ended. So, don't forget the radio show. Happy Easter. Don't forget to donate. We really need your donation, folks, real bad. So, thank you all so much. And if you need counseling, we have the best counseling service on this side of heaven. Any meetings, ermines, or anything this week? Oh, the men's conference coming up on Father's Day weekend. It's going to be amazing. We're going to have it at a new location, not here, because so many guys want to come. We don't have enough room. But you're going to love the location. I've been there for other things. It's really, really nice. On Father's Day weekend, June 15th, starting tomorrow, you can RSVP, right, Hermes? Yeah. By going to rebuildingaman.com. All right, for guys only, Father's Day weekend. All right, anything else, Hermes? That's it. Okay, let's do the offering. And I want to talk to the guy in the white shirt while we're doing that. Um, any questions, man?